My parents found a new favorite TV station Come this time tomorrow there'll be complete regurgitations I am so sick of them watching so much trash This time the trash is gonna sick them in the ass My parents must die and that's the reason why I'm turning, turning on the television Turning, turning on the television Hello everybody, welcome to Horror Soup and uh, welcome to a new horror television series um, so pretty much I recently started a new tier on Patreon that allows you to force me to watch whatever the hell you want, pretty much. Well, Horror TV, and I'm going to explain something in a second because this episode's a little different from that, but, uh, you can force me to discuss an episode of Horror Television. Basically, these episodes aren't going to be weekly, nor will I be picking them. They will release in order of donator picks from patreon.com slash horrorsoup as I receive them, and they will release on Fridays, so... This segment is 100% run by you, the fans. And without further ado, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, because I have a guest here. Thank you so much, Caleb, for having me. Uh, my name is Brucker, and I host a movie podcast called Film on the Rocks. We do a different movie each week, and we come up with drinking rules, do a little bit of trivia, talk about our favorite scenes, get into deeper messages, and we always debate whether or not the movies deserve a sequel. So we like to have fun with them, and drinking rules is kind of like the main segment of the show, and it's just a lot of fun to just come up with drinking rules for movies but i'm really excited to be here and talk about uh this uh this episode with you yeah thanks so much for coming man and uh pretty much what you guys as the fans should get from that is that he does a lot more for his show than i do because <laughs> i just i just shit on this stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are a movie positive kind of podcast but it's always fun to kind of poo poo on dumb shit occasionally so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah pretty much I, I feel like this episode needs a little bit of explanation because I'm starting <laughs> off a horror TV segment and the very first episode is South Park Dead Celebrities. That's season 13, <laughs> episode 8, released in 2009. Um, obvious, I'm not going to say yes to all dumb fucking requests like this. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. <laughs> but if it's horror enough, if it's not a horror television series and it's horror enough and I'm like, okay... I'll agree to that, then I'll do it, but I'm not going to say yes to all the dumb shit. I know someone's going to try to send me fucking something fucking stupid and outlandish, <laughs> and I might say yes to South Park episodes depending on what they are, but this guys don't don't get too fruity with it yeah i mean this one this one walks the fine line so i feel like this one is it could have gone either way but i feel like it's a i don't know it's your podcast but i feel like it might be enough to be kind of horror-ish spooky and that's what i want to reiterate <laughs> my fucking podcast so if i say no i'm not doing it <laughs> but this one that's fine i'll say yes to most things trey parker and matt stone just because i never and actually surprisingly enough this isn't the first time i've talked about south park on this podcast like in full episode four i actually did uh at the time like i did like four halloween episodes in like one episode well that makes sense so i mean like this isn't the first time i've covered this but you know I i'm pretty excited to get into this you want to go ahead and get into this brucker yeah absolutely so in this episode kyle's little brother is haunted by dead celebrities until michael jackson who doesn't want to admit that he's dead and in limbo decides to live out his fantasy of being a little white girl so this episode starts out Kyle's dad, plowing Kyle's mom, 
And then Ike comes in. He's like, I saw ghosts in my room. <laughs> and then, you know, Mr. Broflowski is just like, dude, fuck off. Like, get out. Go away. There's no ghosts. You'll be fine. And then it turns into fucking poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, immediately, it turned like, I can't fucking escape this movie. I cannot get away from poltergeist. There's always fucking trees attacking windows and shit. I just covered poltergeist last week. And the really irritating part is that uh, this dude, Koch, he was on the Patreon pick a movie tier and he told me to do poltergeist. And then now it's the movie tier and he told me to do a poltergeist episode of fucking South Park. Oh, geez. That one, two punch. (laughs) Yeah, it's really just a big fuck you. He's like treating it like it's a uh, wine and cheese combination, maybe. (laughs) No, no, he's treating this like it's a fucking game. Like it's not my (laughs) life. Like I don't have to deal with this and and relive it over and over again and wake up thinking, oh God, do I have to watch something else that has to do with fucking poltergeist? (laughs) He's like, do it. Do it, do it, Caleb. Dance for me. Talk about Poltergeist. <laughs> I hate it so much. But, you know, this episode is still pretty grand. Uh, Billy's maze ghost appears in the room advertising his mega scrubber. Mold, <laughs> mildew, and even those impossible wine stains gone in a flash. Dude, Billy, the Billy maze ghost was perfect. I kind of really loved that. Not, not going to lie. <laughs> you know, and this was not... Not long after we lost the the great the late and great Billy Mays, yeah, and uh, we got to see a little more of him beside all the reruns of commercials that they showed, which they actually joke at a little bit in this episode yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. I had it took a lot of restraint to not just introduce myself as Brooker here from Film on the Rocks to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have respected you a lot more if you did that. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll do it occasionally, maybe I don't know, but yeah, that was uh, I, that was. If you if you were to make this episode a drinking game, that would definitely be one. Whenever the whole Billy Mays here comes up, or the the the, the product that uh, Cartman just loves, uh, was it Chipotle? Away? I think we'll get to that in a little bit. But Chipotle. yeah, Chipotle. Yeah, so the, the, Chipotle there's a drinking game. You, gotta, there, you gotta pronounce it right. <laughs> Chipotle away or Ch- Chipotle away? I feel like I'm Chipotle away. Chipotle away. Fuck Chipotle it. Chipotle away. Fuck it. I'm not buying this product now. But that's <laughs> you don't pronounce the e. I guess I know Chipotle way, Chipotle way, Ch- Chipotle Fuck it, way. I'm stupid. Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> so Billy Mays, uh, then Farrah Fawcett shows up, and then Billy Mays tries to mend some stuff and disappears as Ike cries in his brother's arms, and then you know, of course, this this sends Ike to a therapist, and he's like, I see dead celebrities. <laughs> so we're getting a little six sense ish, a mm-hmm. little bit. Not enjoying it. Don't like that movie either. And then the uh, the therapist is like, "Hey, uh, you see any dead celebrities at the moment?" And he has one of my favorite lines, just like, "Just Ed McMahon." <laughs> it is so <laughs> inconsequential too. He just walks out. He's like, "Oh, okay." He just walks away. That's really all that happens with Ed McMahon. But you know, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. So Kyle he heads over to his bud's house and he's like, "Hey, you know my but my brother he keeps uh, seeing dead celebrities." And then Kyle's like, oh, yeah, you know, Billy Mays and uh, others. And then Cartman's like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> Did you just say Billy Mays? <laughs> and then for some reason, like, I don't get this at all because I, they all watch a lot of TV. But for some reason, Stan doesn't know who Billy Mays is. Yeah, I wonder if that was like a like a generation thing. I don't know if that was kind of like because, you know, like they're kids. I don't know if it was something like I, I feel like Billy Mays was. But Cartman knew. Cartman knew. Yeah. Well, that's because he was a uh, he was part of the target audience for one of the products. But 
for one of them. But I mean, dude, is there was there anyone in 2009 that didn't know who Billy Mays was or like 2007, 2008 period? Probably not. I mean, I think he even had a show on the Discovery Channel, too. So, what? Yeah, him and that other guy, Sullivan Wachahuvitz, the other guy that, like, that sold other products just like Billy Mays did, they had a, like, the, the Discovery Channel had a show just them, too. It was like a documentary series, just them being the spokes salesmen. And oh shit, I do remember that actually. Yeah, that was a thing, huh? Yeah, wow. I think I remember like an episode where like a raccoon bit one of them in a stunt or something. I don't know, but yeah, so that so and I also just read that on the Wikipedia, I just did not know that offhand. So, <laughs> uh, did he mighty mend it? Did he mighty mend the raccoon butt? <laughs> Force the like, what does they call it? Like, the, the flex shield or whatever that like black spray that like stops water coming out just slap that right on there you would like spray it into your walls and stuff was 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 that the mighty mend was that it that was it right? i think so yeah yeah mighty mend was that probably was it yeah that was definitely i think that was mentioned in this episode the mighty mend but i forgot it was that's what he mentioned a second ago because he was like i'm gonna mighty mend your asshole <laughs> i i don't know what he was trying to mighty mend but he was trying to mighty mend something your whack your raccoon wounds mm. yeah yeah, mighty men, your good old raccoon runes with this Billy Mays product. So, uh, we get this Chipotle way segment now because, you know, Cartman has to show uh, Stan and I think maybe Kenny, you know, what exactly a Billy Mays is. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, you know, they play these reruns all the time. I'll find him. And he goes through his TiVo, which shout out to TiVo. And he goes back, he finds this, and he's like, okay, so Chipotle way. This spray will get all the blood stains out of your underwear from eating Chipotle. And Cartman's like, yeah, dude, this shit changed my life. <laughs> like, this. Where would I be without Chipotle way? It, God, it's just. They, they really nailed, like, all the shticks from those, um, from those type of commercials. Like, they do, like, the whole, like, blood in a little, like, cup, and, like, they just, like, pour it over the underwear and everything. Yeah. It was fantastic. And then uh, he's like, okay, so we need to go find Billy May's ghost because he's, like, the greatest person ever, obviously. And Mm -hmm. then Kyle, uh, for some reason, Kyle's really hung up on the fact that Cartman keeps eating food that makes him shit blood. (laughs) I don't know. Is that really a problem? No, I don't think so. I think think we should discuss this. I think it's also kind of just, like, a little, like, joke at these kind of infomercials because these infomercials make up problems that people don't actually have. So, like, people aren't actually getting their asshole torn up so i think that might Bruckner, have been no no bring it back you're obviously not an eater of spicy foods or like <laughs> things that make your asshole bleed because i will say that on multiple occasions my asshole has blood i don't know maybe i'm like um who is it was it stan that you have uh, the golden asshole yeah, yeah maybe i just have a golden asshole yeah so <laughs> so the thing is i thought i had a golden asshole for a long time like a long time and then it, one day it just hit and you <laughs> It never comes back. You don't get that. I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. (laughs) So okay. So why, why, why is the bloody? What side do you, do you fall on in this bloody, asshole debate? Do you think that he should assess his situation and not eat foods that cause his asshole to tear open and bleed, (laughs) or do you think that because he has a solution to his asshole tearing open and bleeding, or at least a solution to the evidence of his asshole tearing open and bleeding, that that's I mean, side you should be on. I mean, I definitely, I mean, realistically, yeah, you should just avoid the food because, I mean, the 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 spray isn't fixing your asshole, so. <laughs> so what if the food's really good? I mean, I don't know, man. There's other things you can do, but I don't know. Or maybe try to see you get, like, an asshole transplant, get, like, a golden asshole transplant from someone, then, then you're golden. Hmm. Well, the way I see it is that <laughs> they're, they're both a little bit wrong. 
Cartman should be Cartman should be switching out Chipotle for something actually good that will make your asshole bleed because I'd make my asshole bleed for some things not Chipotle <laughs> it has to be worth it it has to be really worth it um this however was not so I'm kind of on the fence here yeah if it was something like I don't know I can't think like I don't know like like really nice steak yeah it's worth it but if for for like some sort of like fast food thing like this I don't know why is your asshole bleeding over a really nice steak? I don't know. Why is it bleeding over burritos? I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm having a hard time. The burrito time makes so much more sense than the steak. I, I probably agree with you on that, but I just haven't had this problem. I have. I, I don't know. Maybe it's. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, you blonde hair, blue eyed, golden asshole child. <laughs> you, look at you, you perfect man. <laughs> Can't believe this. Up, up on my pedestal, just laughing at people bleeding from their assholes. Fuck you, yeah, peasants. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Get you on your fucking high and mighty throne, dick. <laughs> so, up next, the gayest show on the planet, Ghost Hunters. What is that? What is that? Oh, my God. Oh, oh wow. It, it's, oh, it's warm. <laughs> this was my favorite part of the episode, not gonna lie. This whole parody on taps. It's so fucking good, honestly. Like, this is my favorite ghost parody in the world. Oh, it's fantastic. They show up to the Broflosky house. These ghost hunters start pissing their pants, and they're like, what is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, one of them shits himself, and they're like, oh, it's warm, and it's in the back of my pants now. Oh, it smells. <laughs> it's fantastic. I don't know if you saw, but the, the actual host of TAPS, saw this and he thought it was hilarious he actually encouraged people to watch this episode because he thought the parody was so funny he like wasn't offended or anything he thought it was such a really good uh, so he he didn't tom cruise it no 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 he did not do that he was totally cool with it he thought it was hilarious which like i watched a fair amount of those but not all of them i watched the one with uh uh the dog whisperer what's his name again um oh uh fucking uh Caesar? gordon ramsay or, or, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Gordon Ramsay, the do the dog whisperer. I watched the one with with that. <laughs> I've watched like a handful, just like I don't know, since I was a kid. But yeah, they all do that same thing. Like, what the fuck was that? Did you see that man? And you know, they all like pull at their hair, yeah. even though they're all bald. Like, what's going on? And I love that. Yes, that in this in South Park, it even it just starts with them in their own conference room planning stuff, still going, "What is that?" So it's just like these. That guys... was their van. That was like driving on the way over. They're just like, "Holy shit! Did you hear that? Did you hear that?" <laughs> it's like these guys are just paranoid. Like they're acting like the FBI is about to like catch them for something all the time. <laughs> uh, no, the ghost FBI. Don't be an idiot, bro. Oh, sorry. The 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 what was that stupid Ryan Reynolds movie? Uh, uh, the, the R.I.P.D. is about to get them or something. So. Oh, God. See, you, you say Ryan Reynolds. I just watched Amityville 2005, like, last week, so... Oh, my condolences. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm on some other Ryan Reynolds ghost stuff that makes me uncomfortable. I'm on a different level. <laughs> oh, God. So these guys, these ghost hunters, they all shit themselves and they run out the door. Uh, for some reason, Stan isn't too impressed with them. I don't get why, but Ike ends up at the hospital again because he can't stop seeing Billy Mays. And then we hear a debate about, you know, whether or not you should eat Chipotle away, whether or not you should be concerned with blood in your asshole. I'm still kind of on the fence in that. But then the midget from Poltergeist shows up. And this is when I'm like, dude, I cannot fucking escape this goddamn movie in any sense of the word. Fucking Tangina's here, dude. Fucking Tangerine is in the building. <laughs> She can't escape it. I'm so tired of this shit. But you know what? She's here. I have to deal with it. She explains that, you know, she's like, hey, Billy May's ghost is in there. 
and you know the animated poltergeist tangerine is doing a great job because she's going in between talking and whispering just like they do in the fucking dog shit film <laughs> which i i know i've talked about this before on the show like just last week but oh my god i hate the whispering in poltergeist so much it makes no fucking sense yeah <laughs> do you like when's the last time you've watched poltergeist it's been a really long time but yeah like just i just can't get over like i really hate it when there's whispering in movies period dude and the, and it's like there's no point to it in Poltergeist because they're talking like full force one scene and then all of a sudden they're like, we have to whisper so the ghosts can't hear us. They're fucking ghosts. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Where are you getting this information that that's useful? Where? <laughs> yeah, yeah. like who told you that if you whisper a ghost can't hear you? They probably fucking hear your thoughts. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but it's this is an interdimensional being. Like fuck your whispering. <laughs> It makes me so fucking angry, but I'm real. I love Matt Parker and Trey Stone so much for you know recognizing that and just going in between. Literally, like they're standing in the hospital room and she's talking, and then she's like, "But then this will happen." But then, oh my god! And I'm like, "Yeah, perfect," because that's the fucking movie. <laughs> what does he say? Like she, she's a specialist in spooky stuff. Like I think that's it's that's what the doctor introduces her as. He's like, "Oh yeah, well I can't really handle this. We have a specialist in the spooky paranormal." <laughs> And then Tangerine shows up. Oh my god, yeah, I just, yeah, it's bad. The attention to detail is good, though, because I actually give her the Tangina name tag. <laughs> that's a good point, that's a good point. I, I think I missed that, that's, that's a good observation. Yeah, I give her the name tag and everything, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> so she starts her fucking seance, she starts to talk to the dead celebrities, and the group finds out that Michael Jackson's ghost is in limbo with the rest of them, and, you know, he's like, I'm not dead, it's just a skin condition. You're just ignorant. <laughs> You're just ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> and Tangerine is like, you have to convince Michael Jackson he's dead. He's in denial. He's been in denial all his life. <laughs> and they're, they're trying to convince him. And I'm surprised they didn't even go farther. And they, because in the Poltergeist, they have this thing where Tangina is all like, yeah, uh, who's the one that uh, the daughter is most scared of? You have to be really aggressive to her. Tell her you're going to spank her. And I almost wish they went like that far too. They're like, Tell Ike you're gonna spank him. <laughs> Tell Ike you're gonna spank him. <laughs> like, which one of you kids is Ike most scared of? Oh like, Kyle, you kick the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He was like, I don't, I don't kick the baby. <laughs> it would have been great if they, like, oh, kept fuck. on, like, that, if they did that and they kept the running joke of the bloody assholes when they did that, like, like blood just, like, spurt like a busted balloon everywhere. It's like, what the fuck? man <laughs> what if they did like a like a nightmare on elm street like johnny depp's death where like it's just cartman's asshole just spewing with like a, a giant waterfall of blood and just a bad asshole yeah that's great and then billy mays has to clean up the situation with his like pool of chipotle way though no, again he slaps like that that like force flex shield or whatever on it just stop that blood coming out no from no, the no, no 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 it, it's like it's like when uh when a helicopter that like puts out fires has to like just drop a giant like <laughs> like what they do for giant... the amazon yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah just drop a bunch of chipotle away over this pool of asshole blood <laughs> That'd be a good episode. I'm okay with that one. So yeah, they're trying try to convince him he's, he's uh, in denial and not. He's like, I'm not dead. I'm a child. And I'm white. <laughs> I think he says what? What does he say? Like, I'm a white girl. I think that's what he says. Yeah. That's the whole running joke. At this point, he's just like, I'm a child and I'm white. But yeah, the whole time he's just like, I'm a little white girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little white girl in my white girl world. 
So Michael Jackson's ghost starts fucking screaming bloody murder, and then Tangerine goes flying out the window and dies. And good God, I wish this happened in Poltergeist. <laughs> I wish she was not around for more movies. I wish they just threw her out the fucking window during all that, like, bullshit with the floating house and eating house and skeleton bath. Just just throw her in the skeleton bath. Yeah. Yeah, but like, nope, right? we're done with this. We're going Darth Maul you here. <laughs> Except nobody's going to want yeah, you back. Yeah, dude. Oh, I would love to see her get chopped in half. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Is that the, that's the Poltergeist supercut that we need. <laughs> that's the supercut, yeah. Just fucking Qui-Gon comes in, <laughs> chops fucking, chops Tangerine right in half. Just Liam Neeson comes in. <laughs> exactly. I'm fine with all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle tries to wake Ike up uh, after Tangerine flies out because I think that, you know, he's good now. He's not possessed anymore. And then they find out that actually Ike is Michael Jackson now. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. It's really the opposite of what you want to happen to your little brother, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the opposite of what you want to happen to anyone, really. <laughs> so, Brucker, as a, as a blue-eyed, blonde-haired white boy, would you be satisfied if Michael Jackson was all of a sudden your brother? Um, if he was all of a sudden my brother, I mean, you know what? I might take this the opportunity to talk about him and work through his issues with him. I'll, I'll take the... Work through his issues? Yeah, work through his issues. But this is like dead Michael Jackson. This is just like a... a That's true. A spiritual version, so I don't know how much changing there is there. That's true. Yeah, no, if it's like, uh, okay, if it's literally like the... the the spiritual possession yeah no, no thank you we're, we gotta this is no yeah it's not like this is turned into a different with situation Jackson. yeah we know we know i'm getting bibles i'm getting rosaries i'm getting like whatever i can <laughs> do you think a bible and a rosary is going to save you from michael jackson i mean it's better than nothing right so i mean it's it's me doing something you know it's it's like you know when you're in a boat that's sinking all you have is a cup but you're still throwing the water out so you feel like you're doing something you know that's <laughs> Yeah, it's like when your name is Tangerine and you're in a movie about ghosts and you start whispering because you think the ghost can't hear you. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Well, we're on this limbo plane now. We meet all the other dead celebrities, and there's a good amount of them. This is like during the whole, like, 2009, like, holy shit. Because it was literally like, this whole episode was played on the fact that a lot of celebrities died in 2009. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I don't know. I feel like if, if we went year to year and looked at it, I'm sure the same fucking amount of celebrities died in 2009 as every other year. I think it was just big ones getting old and people were like, holy shit. Yeah, and it felt like they were... It, it did feel a little bit clustered, though, because I felt like... It did. Yeah, I felt, like, cause I felt like the Michael Jackson and the Farrah Fawcett were pretty close to each other, if I'm not mistaken. And I'll go ahead and put Billy Mays higher than either of them. Yeah, Billy May. The Billy Mays one was was rough. I mean, just be, I, wasn't he only? I'm gonna look this up. Wasn't he only like, I want to say like, fifty seven, fifty three. He wasn't that old. Um, yeah, I think he died of. Uh, I think the official he was fifty. He was only fifty. He was fifty. Dang. Wow. I, yeah, that sucks. I think like the official one. I think like the official autopsy said like heart disease. And yeah, something like that. Yeah, it sucks. I did see that. Uh, I don't know if you're a football fan or anything, but I did see that had Steve McNair. Sports. <laughs> I did, I'm, I'm from I'm from Nashville, so I'm a, a Titans fan. And I saw they had Steve McNair. He was another person that died in 2009. So I saw Steve McNair on the airplane. I was like, oh, Steve. But uh, <laughs> I know that they were sticking to. Oh, finally caught on that they were sticking to celebrities from 2009. But I was kind of mm. shocked that they didn't have Steve Irwin on the plane or something. Because I know he didn't die in 2009. He died in 2006. 
but uh yeah but they they already they already poked at him in the in the hell episode the one when they were poking at um the the sweet 16 mm. one with satan that's true so i feel like they already poked they they did their little steve, hey steve Irwin's dead and then it was like all right we're good yeah this this was 2009 we're, we're on to bigger and better things we're moving bigger on. and better deaths we're, we're, we're not yeah. rehashing that what are we lazy <laughs> where were you when michael jackson died i think do you remember the moment I'm trying to. Re- I remember later that day. I think I was just like in my, just in the car with my dad, and I think maybe it came over the radio. Um, but and it, it didn't like affect me super hard, just because like I'm a little bit younger, and like I don't. Know, I just didn't grow up listening to his music, but I just knew he was extremely yeah. pop. You know, the king of pop, and so I knew how much of a icon he was to some people. So I was like, oh wow, that's a big one. He was the king of pop, but then also around the time he died, like in like middle school and stuff, this was a really big thing where everyone was like, Michael Jackson, pedophile. Yeah. Like that was what everyone knew him for. They didn't know him for his music. It was like all the 11 to 13 year olds knowing him for like, oh, he's a weirdo and he changed the color of his skin and he fucking fucks little boys or whatever. Yeah, that was definitely the the, the topical thing that was going around. And then for like me, me, my, me and my friends, we would watch a lot of stand up comedy and Cat Williams had that whole bit on michael jackson that's yeah yeah yeah, so and that was something that we all like watched and saw so that was kind of like you know our knowledge (laughs) of of michael jackson yeah so my my reveal was like i was watching the news and it kind of popped up and then i don't remember who texted me it might have even been like my friend brie or something like that but someone texted me and they were like hey that pedophile died and i was like talking about michael jackson they were like yeah i was like i just saw that and that was the end of the conversation (laughs) like it didn't go i didn't have like i listened to his music like sometimes like i liked it it was like cool but i was like i didn't like it wasn't i was an avid michael jackson listener i didn't know a ton about him i was just like oh yeah everyone just talks about him for fucking kids so i think he's bad i don't know yeah yeah same yeah i was like doesn't sound good but i didn't know anything about him but I guess back to the episode, uh, this is when we get the, the golden butthole revelation because Kyle's, he's still stuck on the underwear thing. He can't fucking get over it. Keeps bringing it up like Hannibal Burris talking about his, uh, his mask uh, game show on the last Joe Rogan episode. Oh. And uh, Kyle is just going on about this and he's like, yeah, well, you know, Cartman, if you were alarmed when you first saw this blood in your underwear, like, is, were you alarmed? Is that what was happening? Cartman's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, but... <laughs> Why did you keep doing it? He's like, well, my mom uses the Chipotle way of my underwear. And Kyle's like, what the fuck? This isn't, this isn't normal. Like, your mom uses it? Your mom removes the blood from your from your fucking underwear? And he's like, yeah, this is what normal people do. You have a fucking problem. You get a solution, idiot. It's basically what's happening, and I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might be uh, landing more on uh, the... the it was, was it Kyle or Stan that was bringing up the... Uh... I was, it was definitely Kyle. It was Kyle, yeah. I think, I think I'm <laughs> definitely landing more Kyle uh, on this argument, but that's okay. Oh, you're wrong. You're so wrong. We're just going to agree to disagree. <laughs> so they decided that Michael Jackson has always wanted to be a little white girl in a children's pageant. So, of course, you know, what do you, what do, you do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the obvious solution. You got to dress Ike up as a, as a little girl and then, you know, do it. Let, let, let Mike do his thing and win. Yeah. You have a problem find a solution so whose side are you really on idiot (laughs) they're both solutions they're both solutions to the same problem but all right bud all right so michael uh his talent is that he likes to climb and sing trees uh that's what he does (laughs) and uh she thinks that uh people that don't are ignorant and uh you know with just two easy steps billy mays can climb over these seats and kick you right in the fucking balls (laughs) 
And you know what? So there's also another story. So after, like, you know, Michael Jackson died, a little bit of time passed, this South Park episode came out, and that was actually an ongoing joke, like, in school at the time with me and, like, people that I was around. And also with me in specific, I took to the, with two easy steps, I can climb over these seats and kick you right in the fucking balls line. (laughs) I had a fucking field day with that. I used that line for so long. Oh, that's fantastic. It's always nice when you get those nice little go-to things. Like, you shut the fuck up. I want to climb over these <laughs> climb over these chairs and kick you the fucking balls. That's such a good line, man. It's like right up there with, uh, that's just lettuce on the fuck you sandwich. <laughs> so right up there. That's this, You probably haven't seen it because no one's seen it, but it's this movie called Don't Blink from 2014. It's terrible, but uh, the ginger guy from uh, A Christmas Story is in it, which I didn't find out until later. I didn't realize who it was, and then later, uh, in like one of our group chats, someone was like, "Hey, you know that was a fucking ginger guy from Cri- the ginger like bully from Christmas Story?" And I was like, "Wait, what?" And you look eyes. at pictures, it's like, "Yeah, dude, it's fucking him," and he is literally just a bigger version of that. And don't blink. And I wish I knew that like when I was watching it, but I was still like, "Oh, this guy's awesome," but like it, it would have been a different viewing. <laughs> damn well that that's kind of actually kind of like well i guess he's not doing too well because he's doing a shitty movie i guess but no doing terrible (laughs) the guy is not in a good place in life (laughs) he wasn't in a good place in life in 2014 i'm sure he's like dead now he killed himself in that movie i i I don't know where he is in real life geez looking for other roles you you need somebody with yellow eyes yeah (laughs) you can't you can't do it so we watch this uh typical creepy pageant shit you know some typical old man jerking off to three-year-olds it's what you see at every child pageant and then uh (laughs) michael sings his song about being a blonde little wacko he's like i'm just a little girl in a little world (laughs) shamon Man, they really nailed it. Uh, the whole gang, they're really excited because they're like, oh, these guy judges really love Michael because they're fucking coming in their pants over here in their judge seats. Yeah, the, the, the pageant mom. Be sure to blow a kiss at the judges. Oh, God, too much. And then uh, not enough. And then uh, the cops pull in and, you know, they're just, it, it's the, it's a really good scene because it's like mid-judge. You know, the cops just pull in like no discussion, anything. They're like, all right, guys, let's get you out of here and just run out. <laughs> I, I I loved that. I love any time like a, a movie or a TV show or anything does something like that. Like there's just no dialogue. Like you know it's what should happen, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, yeah, of course a cop's gonna come in and pull these people out. And they just come in. And they're just like, all right, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no there's not even like a setup to it. Like nobody like called anybody or like put in like a like a anonymous. No hit. Miranda rights. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> just like, all right, listen. Like, like your pants are down, sir. Like, <laughs> listen, idiot. I can see the semen on your pant leg. <laughs> it's right there it's on your crotch it's dude it's all over the fucking table what are you talking it's everywhere it's like it's like on these girls at this point these guys are just like spewing their fluids all over the fucking room um sir this is a wendy's yeah that was (laughs) um sir you know let's also talk about how many times i've been in a establishment that i've worked in and people have legitimately just been jacking off in their fucking seats (laughs) happens entirely too often wait really i can't tell if you're doing a bit or not this is not a bit this is a real fucking thing that's happened in my life many times you just look over in the corner of a place you're working at like a restaurant or something you're like oh there's a guy jacking off at the bar to someone sitting across from them this is great i could say i've never experienced that that is that is no. dis- that is disgusting <laughs> oh yeah no that that happens. Some people just need to go to jail for jerking off. I mean, that... the last time that happened in my life was probably like three months ago. Wow. 
That's insane. It happens very often. It's fucking yeah. Just I, I wish it would be like South Park where a cop would just run and be like, "All right, buddy," and just take him out because everyone in the room would be fine with it. Everyone in the room would be like, "Yeah, we all saw that. We saw your dick. We saw you fucking coming all over your pant legs and the table and like splashing your shit everywhere. Take him out. Get him the fuck out of here." I just imagine that guy's like John Doe from Seven. He's he's like writing in his notebook. So I jerked <laughs> off at a Friday's today. So he's. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, yesterday I jerked off here. It's just a jerk book, man. It's a jerk book. I threw up on the bus and I jerked off afterwards. Sisterhood of the Traveling Cum-Filled Pants. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the life that we live in fucking America, but not in not in Bruckner's America, apparently. <laughs> you live the cushy America life where you don't see people jacking off at every fucking station. Oh, please write into Horror Soup if you have seen somebody jerking off, because I feel like that this is, like, just a novelty of, of your life. That This can't be just a me thing. I almost beat someone with a bat. Actually, now that I think about it, this happened not just three months. This happened a month and a half ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Right right behind my work. This homeless dude was jacking off, like, to some fucking girls in the back, and I had to pull... I, I was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. And he was like, all right. And then it was also mid-pandemic, and he's throwing his fucking, like, wings all over the floor and whatnot, like, his gross ass bones i'm like no dude seriously get the fuck out right now he's like all right and then i walk back to my car i grab my bat and i went back and i was like get the fuck out of here right now sir i need you to at least put a mask on your cock if you're going to jerk off i mean just there's it's common decency yeah dude like come on like get... there's a dumpster right there at least go in the dumpster and close the door man <laughs> i love that like that's like like could you just at least do the bare minimum please <laughs> The bare minimum. You're right. He's sitting next to a dumpster doing it that has doors that they already fucking... Someone got bolt cutters and fucking took the lock off, so now we can't lock that door. So now you just walk in to throw away trash, and there's some dude doing crack right next to you. Damn. So Interesting life you live, man. That's uh... Does no one else live this life? <laughs> Jesus fuck, dude. I feel like I'm just I'm alone over Has here. Has anyone I'm else just... seen a dumpster jerker? I'm just... I've, I, I can't say I have. That's All right. So... I need a, I need a system. So then the golden ticket, Cartman sees the judge eating Chipotle and he's like, wait, she might not know. Cause this is the last judge. It's just a female judge left. Obviously this female judge isn't too into Michael Jackson as a little girl as most wouldn't be. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, I have this golden ticket. She might not know about Chipotle way. And let's be real. If she doesn't know, yeah, and I love how she's kind of, like, ashamed of, like, what, what it does to her. She's like, well, I used to eat it. I used to enjoy it, but it's too hard to talk about or whatever it is that she does. <laughs> she's a little ashamed, but also this is one of the most romantic scenes I've ever seen in TV history. Oh. You know, they really have they really have a heart-to-heart. Cartman's, he's like, hey, you know, I know you want to eat Chipotle. She's like, well... I, I love it, but I just, oh, Carmen's like, but you just can't stand all the bloody, all the bloody asshole underwear, can you? She's like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> and uh, they kind of, they kiss a little bit, you know, they have this really nice moment. And uh, he's like, you know, help me out a little bit, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, mano y mano. You know, I might give you mono from my bloody asshole underwear, but don't give me your mono and then they pretty much you know michael jackson wins the wins the pageant yep yep mike mike and ike got it done that's mike and ike don't let's not do that let's not make mike and ike a thing <laughs> let's really not make that a thing i'd rather not so, so, is that where i just found the line is that okay <laughs> that's the of all the things that are the line that is the line 
I'm drawing the fucking line at Mike and Ike. I can't do that. That's too much for this show. I'm sorry, Bruckner. You're, you're out. Just end your end your recording. I, I'm going to finish this episode on my own. You just hear my door slam. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you, man. So all, uh, Michael Jackson's spirit is free now because he won the little girl pageant and all the ghosts are ready to leave Limbo, head over to Internal Damnation, but they have kind of like a... What was it, a layover or something? I can't remember what they said. I've never been on a plane. I don't know plane terms. Yeah, it was. It, it, they're just waiting to take off. And I love they even have, like, the pilot over the intercom does that whole, like, pilot speaks. Like, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got a little delay here. Um, shouldn't be too much longer. Uh, just hang tight. Uh, yeah. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> and uh, that's the end of the episode. That's great. Yeah, I, uh, uh... Uh, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Billy Mays here. I'm just kidding, but yeah, that was uh, that was, yeah. This was this was uh, this was a lot of fun to watch. It was, it was pretty funny. Uh, as like I said, I loved all like the ghost hunter shit because I, I just I don't know that like touched yeah. me like on a on a spiritual level. Uh, with n- no pun intended, and I was just because I've I've watched a handful of those shows. Like God, this is exactly how it is. It's they nailed it yeah it's really good um i really like tangina getting murdered <laughs> you're like finally somebody did it that was my favorite uh but yeah the ghost hunters pissing themselves is great child pageantry on the fucking money it's a really good episode it's not one of my favorite south park episodes but uh i'd give like as far as south park episodes go i'd give it at least a seven seven point five yeah yeah I-, I say that's fair it's good so thanks for coming on the show Bruckner. thank you Kayla, for having me this was a total blast Go ahead and uh, plug your stuff, and then uh, uh, we'll do a little sign-out, and I'll uh, touch you spiritually before we get out of here. Uh, sounds good. All right, so my, my podcast is Film on the Rocks. It's a movie podcast, and we like to make drinking rules and have fun with movies. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts, and you can follow us on Twitter at Film on the Rocks. And that's film on my cock. So thanks for touching <laughs> me spiritually, bud. So if you guys like the episode, make sure to tell a friend. It absolutely helps more than anything else you could do. And uh, if you want to pick a horror TV episode, again, you can head over to patreon.com slash horrorsoup. Uh, there's a tier called pick a TV episode or horror TV episode. I don't remember what my shit's called. I just do it and then I put it out there and you guys do your thing. Go find it. And if you want free horror soup stickers, uh, leave a review and five-star rating on iTunes. Email me with a screenshot of your review and your address and I'll send you some. And of course, if you want to contact uh, horror Horrorsoupyahoo.com is easy, or if you want to find the socials, just search Horror Soup. I'm not going to plug all of them anymore. There's too fucking many. If you search Horror Soup, you'll find them. They're they're there. So, like, some of them have slight variations. You're going to fucking find them. You can tell when I'm posting and it's not me. So, and I don't think anyone's copying me. So, till then, just search Horror Soup. And I'm on Letterboxd at uh, Horror Soup Caleb. Check out my other shows. Uh, I have a vampire podcast, I'll Suck Your Blood, and a Jersey Shore podcast, Jim Tan Laundry. And uh, go ahead and say bye, Bruckner. Bye, everyone. Take it easy. Mom does her aerobics. She's looking so fine. Come this time tomorrow, she'll be nothing but slime. My parents must die, and that's the reason why I'm turning, turning.